Welcome to Table Flipping. I'm actress Taylor Mishak. And I'm writer Alyssa Littman. Join us as we sit down with guests to unpack how the fascinating, messy women of reality TV have shaped our lives. And of course, dish about Bravo, The Bachelor, and everything in between. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. Happy belated Thanksgiving, Alyssa. Happy Thanksgiving. How'd your turkey cooking go? It was stressful, and I I feel like I it, it's almost good that it was because for like forty eight hours I was really freaked out about it, and I was like calling my mom a lot, and like my older brother was also cooking his first turkey for the first time, and it, I was like, this is just it can't be as hard as I'm making it out to be, and then I was a thousand percent right, it was so fucking hard, but I like got all the prep I brined my turkey I like did all this weird like special prep and then I put it in the oven and then I was very freaked out about it being like over or undercooked and I put in a I kid you not broken thermometer oh no so like not luckily not like a broken thermometer that like got like shit all over my turkey it was just like the actual scale was just wrong so I I like looked 10 minutes before it was supposed to be done and the scale was like it, it was like, oh, this is 180 degrees and you're supposed to pull it out at like 165, 170. And I was like, oh, no, I'm overcooking it because then it'll keep cooking once you take it out. So then I took it out. Tony and I read that you're supposed to like let it sit for a few minutes before you start carving. Right. We let it sit. And we're like so proud we pulled out our turkey. We're like toasting each other like, yes. And then we start cutting into it. And it is so raw, Alyssa. Oh, it was no. raw as fuck. And I was like. The fucking thermometer said that it was like beyond, it was 180 degrees. And then Tony looks at the thermometer and he was like, Taylor, this is backwards. This is pointing at nothing. And I guess like the one, the opposite end of the little arrow was pointing at 180, but the actual arrow I was supposed to be looking at, I guess, I'm not a fucking meat thermometer expert, was pointing at nothing. And so he's like, this is so, so undercooked. So then we had to put it back in and then wash everything that like had touched it when it came out. And then we were just like, eyeballing it from then on and I was freaking out I was like I fucking knew something like this would happen but luckily we left it in for another like half hour at 375 I like turned up the heat and then it like we took it out and it was perfect but (laughs) and then Tony was like should this be our tradition like every Thanksgiving moving forward we'll like do a bit where we just like take it out while it's raw and we like freak out and then we put it back in and it comes out for like because this is our first like holiday at home together and it's like we both missed our families and kind of like we are sharing like traditions from our family and we're like we just made one so that's we, my turkey tale. I have a question as someone who's not cur- cooked a turkey by myself. Are you supposed to leave the thermometer in there the whole time? So or- there's different types of thermometers. The one that I had, which is just broken, um, it, it is a leave-in thermometer. And it kind of I looks see. like one of the cliche ones. It's just like a round a little meter in a circle with one needle and you're supposed to stick it into the thigh and then leave it there. And then what's nice about those when they work is that you can leave the oven closed and just turn the oven light on and then read the thermometer from outside because every time you open the oven you're releasing the heat and you're fucking that up and my mother was like do not open the oven get yourself a leave-in thermometer and I found this leave-in thermometer that we've used for like barbecuing and stuff but we haven't used it in a while I guess and it was just so broken but luckily it was the you know I would rather have an undercooked that you can like then save than like completely have fucked up the uh 
turkey and then i made some stuff from my family and like some stuff from tony are you a cranberry sauce person oh, i love cranberry sauce i'm actually you upset. are such a tony oh man you guys we have this long-running conversation that we haven't really had that much on the podcast that like i am tony in my relationship and my boyfriend mike is taylor and like there's yeah. so much it's crazy there's so much i am so su- i am just such a mike i'm mike i'm mike i love hamilton I hate bikes. It's <laughs> those are the two main parameters. Not that I don't like Hamilton. I just don't need to hear it every single day of my life. Which is know? exactly what Tony would say. So <laughs> you guys are one and the same. But that's so funny. You say you love cranberry sauce. I just never like got it. I never wow. like totally understood it. And so I wanted to make sure like we were. I don't know. I was like, this is my typical Thanksgiving. And Tony was like, right. But you forgot the cranberry sauce. And he does it two ways. We did it one with the I like, was going to say, are you jelly? doing canned or regular? Oh, both. my God. I do both, too. You guys. Oh, my God. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Well, next year when we're uh, we could cheers our vaccines together and we can drown in cranberry sauce. Wow. And, Mike and I could go have whatever we want, I guess. Amazing. <laughs> Should we get into this weird ass week of TV? The episodes were so strange. Yeah, they were bizarre. I feel like there was a lot of un- unexpected, meaningful stuff. There was a lot of talk about periods. Yes. What? Okay, so The Bachelorette, we had this phenomenal date between Ivan and Tasha, and Ivan is Filipino, and I'm so excited about it because yeah. I'm Filipino too. It's so exciting. It is really cool. <laughs> it's so cool. It's so cool. And it was also like, I don't know. This date was one for the books. I think that this is going to be like a famous bachelor date, right? Yeah. It was so unique and so genuine. And I feel like, I feel, I feel like people responded to it pretty well. Did you not, did, were you saying you had friends who didn't feel that way? No, I feel like generally the response has been that this crop of guys is boring and that Tasha is like too normal. So they're not having as much fun as previous seasons, which I understand. I just feel like, you know, normally we watch The Bachelor and I'm pretty cynical about the process. Like I don't really watch it to watch people fall in love. I don't really believe that that's like what this show really does. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more just funny and you see them make mistakes. But um this to me like even before they got into that serious conversation I was like oh this is like a real hang you know like Mm -hmm. if you can't just hang with someone for an evening like in their quote-unquote apartment or like wherever they're living then you're not compatible and so this is like there's nothing distracting them they're just playing like stupid games together Mm -hmm. so I thought Mm -hmm. that was really cool and we really you know got invested in this and then when they got into that conversation I was like this is first of all incredible it's, they took it to a level that I did not think that The Bachelor was capable of doing, where they were talking about his experience with his brother being incarcerated and how even he had to, like, reframe what he was thinking about the carceral system and people, you know, getting punished and not asking his brother constantly, like, well, what did you do to deserve that, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I felt like that was a really important conversation that – they had in a way that most of the viewers of The Bachelor could relate to. And yeah. I just thought it was like so exciting and emotional. And it was it was just awesome. <laughs> it was. It was great. It was great TV. It also was so great that this was on a date where because look, that same there's a world where that same conversation and like a really substantial uh, conversation, especially for The Bachelor, could have happened on a date where there's like not a lot of chemistry. Yeah. And it was just such a gift that it also felt like the two of them were really connecting and she was really like seeing him and he was being like we always <laughs> people always ask for on these shows, very vulnerable, but in a way that was like 
he now she's learning so much more about him and she liked it and she uh i i'm i'm really hopeful i'm scared because of just like the reality tv formula that i know that this is like too much too soon and i'm so worried that this is like not gonna be who she ends up with i don't think it is i think that they i think that he will be in the Bachelor family for a long time, so that's exciting. Um, I don't think that she's going to end up picking him, but I do feel like sort of the way she was with Colton, where it was kind of mm. obvious that she wasn't going to be the person who was picked, but she was a good friend to him, you know? Like, yeah. they had a good bond. She was very mature about the whole situation. I feel like it'll be a similar thing with Ivan. That's a good prediction. Um, just I'm in love sad. with Ivan and Damar and Brendan. I like truly mm-hmm. can't get enough of them. I think they're so sweet and so charming mm-hmm. and so hot. I looked at <laughs> Ivan's Instagram and he can dunk. So I'm like pretty excited about that. Um, and even Mike was excited about that. I thought he was going to be like mad because he desperately wants to dunk more than anything in his life. And he was like, that's pretty cool. Um, and then also very sadly this week, my true love of my life Kenny got eliminated and I'm just glad that I think like me being so horny actually ended up rubbing off on you guys when we were like strategizing for our brackets because you both had him going very far as well as I did um so I didn't screw myself too badly but I looked at his Instagram and he posted on Thanksgiving that he was thankful for Britney Spears and I like oh my god it's written in the stars like it's It's Unfortunate it's, it's for too Mike, much. but it's Mike, just written in the stars. <laughs> Mike, get out of here! And by the Don't stars, stand I mean in the, the way of true love. The star tattoos on his body. It's written in the star <laughs> tattoos on his body. Is what I'm yeah. If you to zoom say. in, it says Alyssa. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, he um, was a big hit to all of our brackets. We saw him going far. They were giving him lots of screen time, yeah, and so did. it did feel like a big blow. Also, I uh, I was happy to see him go, but also a little surprised that Chasen bounced because he uh, or was kicked off, I should say, because he also was such a big part of the house, big part of the vibe. Yeah, but happy to see him go. Bye, brother. Go back to San Diego. Yeah, where you make it your felt like weird they did, TikTok videos. Yeah, they did quite a few head fakes, and you know I kind of don't appreciate it bracket wise, but that's why you always have to be a little suspicious of the um, footage we're being given. Yeah, I'm happy to see. I, I I mean I don't know if he win. I don't think that he wins, but I have been winning my bracket, and I am confident he's going to go far. I am confident. So yeah. I th- and this week was a little you know a little rocky, but then he saved it. Came by, proved to her that he was trying. He's uh, he's getting a little cocky for me, yeah. but but is, as my front runner, I got to be okay with that. I think <laughs> he has a little bit of it's it's interesting because normally I feel like he would do so well, but mm-hmm. because these other guys seem to be more genuine than normal, like they seem to be showing like that they're embarrassed, that they're nervous, all this stuff more so than other contestants we've seen. Ben is reading a little bit false to me, and I feel like Tasha's kind of picking up on that. And I wonder if there's mm. this – I can't remember if I said this on the podcast before, but if there's this, like, Tyler C., like, I don't trust you because you're too hot situation. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. You did You did say that, and I think that that makes a lot of sense. And I think he doesn't know how to – I mean, I, I think we see this a lot of times where it's like you're used to being the hottest person – 
in the room and then you have to be like oh I have to actually like prove that I'm the one that should get picked like I think we're watching Ben try to figure that out and it's it's interesting to me yeah these hot people having to like put in the work is very foreign to them that's always fun it's always fun it's it's in like it's just as fun with the women for The Bachelor, too, which they also just released an amazing poster for Matt yesterday. Did you see? No, I, I haven't like, seen it. They just started promoting Matt being The Bachelor, and they're like, he's husband matt Tyrell. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's always so fun to see people, especially the women who are, like, usually the hottest person Usually in their state, let's be honest. They're so, so hot. And then they get into a mansion with all of these equally hot people. And you're like, whoa, I've never been in this pool at all. And so there definitely is a little bit of that with the boys. Tony had his first moment of like, he really enjoyed the scene of Bennett and Noah fighting in front of everyone at the cocktail party. Uh, And he was like, oh, this is way funnier because Tony has seen more of The Bachelor than The Bachelorette. Oh, I see. Um, And so this was his first uh, watching like just a full like drama in the house scene with just the boys. And Tony was like, this is comedy. Like, this is so funny. (laughs) He was like, I get this appeal way more than even The Bachelor. Yeah, that makes Um, sense. But to be fair, he's mostly seen Peter's season. So that's just a bad story. What did you think about what Noah decided to do? Like, oh, that was so fucking dumb. I yeah. hated that. But it was uh, master manipulation for him to be so genuinely deliver the line of like, look, like, I'm okay if people don't like me. That's totally fine. But the fact that you're saying you like me and they don't believe it feels like a knock on you. And I was like, whoa, the mental manipulation gymnastics you had to do to get to that argument for her and then I was so fucking pissed that she took the bait it's like girl look he's being such he's such a snake um but it was I guess good reality tv yeah it's interesting to me that she having been in the house with like very dramatic girls um just believes like at face value whenever someone tattletales on the rest of the people in the house you know because I would be like Okay, usually the person coming to me first is the person causing the problem and then and that puts the other person on, you know, defense proving something that they didn't even know that they would had to have to like have evidence for. So yeah. I felt like Tasha would be a little bit more skeptical than that, but we'll see how it plays out. This is going to sound wrong. I don't but like I what you're saying is 100% correct and I would hope that I would be able to especially having watch so much of the show if I'm Tasha, I was on the show apply all of that logic that you just described but I have to imagine that I would be in such a weird headspace of feeling like very very emotional and sensitive <laughs> this entire process that I wonder if I would be more apt to take take the bait than I yeah. normally would like she really did get really kind of defensive and upset very quickly and it just I was like maybe she's just feeling Maybe she's just a, a, a really emotional and that's I don't mean to like call her a woman. So therefore she's emotional and therefore doing something weird. But it's just such a weird place to be in. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get it. And I get being scared of people just trying to get Instagram famous by using you when yeah. you're actually trying to find a relationship with them. So I totally understand that. Um We'll see. We'll see if this Noah situation pays off. She seems to be really into him and he seems to be very smooth when he talks mm-hmm. to her. So, mm-hmm. um, should we talk about Salt Lake City? Yes. Oh, my God. Salt Lake <laughs> City is the gift that keeps on giving. Can I ask one question? Not only 
the fashion in this show is so wild and it's great because it's just like very aesthetically pleasing to watch the like crazy outfits but they're in salt lake city there is so much snow and ice and all of these women particularly like the first shot of jen shaw are in high 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 heels that are like high fashion expensive looking heels and then to later find out that she wasn't even wearing underwear yeah i was like do you guys not feel the temperature because i've lived in snowy places and i'm not gonna have an open toe and let alone expensive shoe and that salty ass snow shit but also wouldn't your vagina freeze the fuck off if you had no underwear in Salt Lake City? Am I crazy? No, I, I totally agree. I think, you know, having not lived in a snowy place, I think my perception of, like, is if you're rich enough, then you can just walk from your car to the door. And, like, that's the only mm. time you're outside. Um, mm. And so you must not have been rich enough to not wear underwear, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. You've caught me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there goes my whole reputation and even then she was like hurry 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 I'm freezing it's like yeah no shit because you're wearing heels and like inches of snow like what are we talking it's about it's just here? such a it's a such a gamble because I'm like you got to be experts I guess but it just seems like high 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 heels on icy icy ground even if only for a few feet these women got to biff it every once in a while but yeah for sure oof. um I feel like Jen Shaw's glam squad is coming for uh, Erica Jane's Mikey's neck. Like, they're yes. like, oh, you think you're good? We'll do it in snow. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll do it with just a hint more drag queen than Erica Jane has. Yeah. There's some, like, just, like, layers upon layers of, of makeup and accessories and, like, furs and there's so much but she's a spectacle it's great she is like pulling it her and her team are killing it in the sense that she does absolutely look like a walking like show yeah but it uh it is it's wild I also yeah I can't I can't even imagine how much perfume she must be wearing doesn't she look like she like would wear so much perfume I could like smell her on my tv especially after this hospital smell incident (laughs) yeah for sure um, uh, should we talk about this crazy Mary backstory? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It keeps going, doesn't it? I, for, after the first two episodes, I was like, all right, maybe that's all they'll say about it. And then if you guys out there really want to know more about Mary marrying her fucking step grandfather and fighting with her mom to do so, please watch the third episode of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yeah. Uh, so we learned that she's not on speaking terms with her mother because when her grandmother was dying, she left all of her things, including the church and who should run the church, to her granddaughter, Mary, instead of her daughter, Mary's mom. And this included, as we know, marrying her second husband, Robert Sr. And she's not on speaking terms with her mom because the mom wanted all of those things, which means that Mary's mom wanted to marry her own stepdad, which... Mm -hmm. I didn't think I'd say this is worse mm-hmm. than marrying your step grandfather, right? The fact that we're doing a side by side is <laughs> insane to me. But what? And so she's not. I can you? Uh, what did you think about this? <laughs> so here, I don't. Maybe this is obvious to everybody, but it took me a little bit to unpack like the thinking behind this because I'm not familiar with being arranged to marry um, anyone who you would consider a family member, whether they were blood or not. But it became clear to me that in this episode, probably what happened 
is the grandmother realized that once she dies, there's no um, reason for her husband to allow her family to inherit everything that was part of her legacy, right? Like, if he is the majority, you know, shareholder in a lot of these properties and a lot of these businesses and the church, all of that, she – there's no guarantee that once you're gone – I mean, you can give your family stuff that you wholly own, but everything else that you were being taken care of by your husband, I would assume – um, is not going to necessarily go to your daughter. He could remarry. He could do whatever the fuck he wants with that stuff for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess she thought like, okay, well, I better lock it down before I die <laughs> by having, by like offering yeah. up another woman in my family. It made me think like, I can't decide if it's like so deeply fucked up that she probably hated her daughter so much that she didn't want her to have any of these houses or if she's like, I just don't want you to marry my husband and it's less weird yeah. if I just pass him on to someone who was like never really sexually uh, of age as long as I was alive. Like it's just such a deep dark hole in your brain to go into. <laughs> um, and then true. Mary also says that like on the wedding night she had her period and she said like thankfully my period lasts for two weeks and I stretched it out and said that I still had it for a month and I was wondering like is that why she got her glands removed? Did he say, like, your periods last too long. Like, we should take your <gasps> glands out of your body or something. Wow. Great theory. Did I not connect know. those two things, but spectacular theory. I also know that you can have, like, I one time had the longest period ever. I, like, went and saw a doctor. I was like, am I dying? This is so, so long. And then it ended up being truly stress. It was, like, a psychosomatic, like, side effect. And so I'm sure that was a big part of it. If I think of stress, I think about marrying my step-grandfather. So I would probably be really stressful and have a crazy, crazy period. But I don't doubt that there is some weird thing that is probably to do with Robert of why she got her glands removed, which we're still curious about the details of that. I also, as you're telling that whole story, like breaking down the logic of it, what's sad to me is I can't help but wonder if I'm the grandmother, I have all this huge fortune and I have this church and my first husband has passed away, which I believe is the case in this story, and she gets the second husband in, in many other worlds, she would just not marry him legally so that it, when she did pass away, her shit would go to her kids. Right. But because she's so religious, she has to be married to him, which is sad to me. So it's like that just that one little logistical thing kind of fucked everything up because I you know there's like I'm sure there's plenty of super rich people who are not getting married for that reason and there's also plenty of like older people who are not getting married because they're just like yeah. why bother some people but are they like, have I don't to deal with like getting divorced again or I don't you know whatever like they're just like yeah. I did it one time and I like don't really see the reason to do it again for sure um yeah it's very strange I was wondering and then I want to talk about this conversation that she had with her son about boarding school. But, um, like, what is the benefit to them being on this show? Like, do you think it makes them look better by showing their church and showing their personal life? Do you think that their congregation at their church is viewing them in a, in a better or worse light? I can't, I can't decide. That's a really good question. And I don't know. I do know that she seems to be, and I felt more this way after seeing her like perform essentially a sermon at her church is like 
very, very happy being the center of attention and like very much believes in everything that she's saying, whether it's just like gossip with the girls or like anything at this pulpit with her like gold bedazzled microphone, which I love, uh, which, <laughs> which, <laughs> which was I the loved. only part of that which whole church scene that I was like, oh, I like that. OK, I like the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but everything about that microphone is like uh, we like the attention is something that she loves, which like, <laughs> frankly, this is a harsh comparison, but like a lot of kind of cult leaders are like that where you think you if you were a cult leader you would be like playing it on the down low but they're all kind of egomaniacs yeah. and really really love attention and really love a following and like really start to drink their own Kool-Aid and so it it seems like I her being on the show and giving herself an even bigger stage might not be super strategic it might just be yeah. the next extension of like what she already loves and I think it would be it is ultimately going to be harmful for her yeah I, if I had to guess I agree um but it's, yeah that's a it's a good point. question that's a great point um okay so this scene between her and her son really just like cut me deep because I feel like I've dated guys with moms like this where they're literally oh my God, like, really? yeah, where they're like, oh, you're ruining my son's like prospects for the future. And I'm like, bitch, you really think I have nothing better to do than sit here in Agora Hills and get knocked up? Like, I'm fucking going to college, too. Like, Oh, my God. I, I would love if my son dated you, Alyssa. That's Aww, crazy. Thanks, Taylor. <laughs> well, it's not too late. You know? Was this in your hoe phase, though? Was this in your hoe phase when you were like wearing a bandana as a shirt to like the local <laughs> carnivals? Okay, that was in fifth grade. So, no, but. <laughs> <laughs> I had a boyfriend for a long time in high school and I he like gave me a promise ring and his parents I mean was he a Jonas brother no <laughs> and also we'd already fucked so it wasn't anything about like being a virgin let me tell you right now if you're listening to this woman I'm talking about we'd already fucked a bunch so don't worry <laughs> Um, he just gave me like a ring because we've been together for like a long time for high school or whatever. And mm. it was literally like, it was a shitty ring from like the mall and it was like a blue sapphire heart and whatever. And his parents were like so freaked out that he was going to marry me, which like, by the way, like that would be amazing. Like, yeah, you're welcome. Him. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> and he was like such an asshole and I was like such a nice, like good girl. And, yeah. um, and I, like, didn't do drugs or anything in high school. So <laughs> um, his mom, like, seriously took him out to the movies one day to have a talking with him, right? And was like, I just want to make sure, like, what the intentions of this promise ring are. Um, like, you're still going to college and you're not going to choose based on where she wants you to go and, like, all this shit. And I was like, first of all, I have way bigger aspirations than going to the same college as this guy. And she was like, I'm giving you his birthday present was like $100 or something like that. And she took him to the movie and he she didn't like his response to that whole conversation. So, so when she gave him his birthday present, she shorted him like $12. And he's like, I thought you were giving me 100 And she's like, well, you have to pay for your own movie ticket today. And what? I never forgot that. This woman what? is like the most bitter woman I've ever met. And she hated me so bad. And I had sex on her couch so many times. So she can eat a dick. <laughs> All I'm saying is don't be mean to your son's oh girlfriend God. because they will continue to do whatever the fuck they want and your son will oh not listen to God. you. I love this so much. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> That's wild. I can't believe I, – I mean, I guess I know that there's moms like that out there, but I'm just like, I can't believe that you of all people dealt with one because you're such a princess. Uh, uh, 
Thank That's you. That's crazy. I, <laughs> I had one. I had one boyfriend's mom in high school who openly disliked me too, and uh, I tried so hard to win her affection. Then I eventually gave up a couple months in, but. Uh, I went to I went to prom with this boyfriend and I wore a pretty like strapless um, prom dress and she really wanted to lend me one of her necklaces. But like it was so ugly, Alyssa. It was such an ugly necklace. <laughs> and I was like, no. And she kept being like, I really do think it would look pretty on you. And this is after months of her like being passive aggressive and just like blatantly not liking me. And then so I was like, I'm not I already know even if I do this, wear this ugly necklace and then have it immortalized in my prom pictures, yeah. you're still not going to like me. So I stood up for myself and was like, nah, bitch, I'm not wearing a necklace. And we had just such a, a great stand off about it and it was great oh man yeah that's crazy also like imagine being like hey teenager wear my necklace to prom like I would never yeah. do that to anyone it's so, it's insane. so weird it was so strange like why do you even care <laughs> so dumb um uh. yeah so I took great offense to that I'm sure whoever is dating her son has her own aspirations and the world doesn't revolve around her son believe it or not yeah. um <laughs> uh, I enjoyed watching uh Lisa at the end of her driving lesson with her son say okay now go get me a 44 ounce diet coke with easy ice and lemon and I was like yeah. is this, this is the only reason to have children <laughs> yes well I mean on that note that's the only reason to have children the rest of the episode I was so it was just a boatload of birth control for me because I like don't want to teach my kids how to drive a car that seems scary and terrifying don't want to have to like be jealous of my son's girlfriend in this weird fucking way the like baby shower that Heather threw was like very weird to me and sort of like fetishizing all of the pregnant women in a way that like none of them seemed to ask for in a cre creepy all white environment yeah. and then Brooks was like telling his mom what she could and couldn't do that weekend and I was like why have kids as I'm like sitting alone on the couch eating my like Thanksgiving leftovers. Yeah. I was like, this is great not having a kid because that looks like it sucks. But if they could go get me like a big soda from a gas station, I don't have to walk in. That seems cool. I guess we could just have assistants though that did that. Maybe that's yeah. maybe that's a better goal. Make enough money to have an assistant to go get me Coke from a gas station. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm also I am an aunt and I know I'm going to make my nephew do shit like that where I'm going to be like Braxton, you're going to go get Auntie Tati a big old Pepsi from the gas station. That's cute. I like that. <laughs> um, okay. Should we talk about Potomac? Yeah, we've got to. Um, I, know we're go <laughs> I know we're going long, but we have to talk about what has been deemed a good old-fashioned dominatrix party, which made me think, should that be our first party next year safely? It's a dominatrix party. I guess. I don't think that my body's going to be, like, you know, the most pleasant to look at after this whole experience. So maybe we, maybe we say, like, okay, once the gyms are open and we're, you know, back to our strong, fit selves, then we can do these then little we'll skimpy outfits. It's so strange to see just, like, six, like, grown women alone in a hotel conference room in, like, leather lingerie. Yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, what is the point? They're just still in the hotel. And they're like, it's a dominatrix party. And then they just sit on the couch and they're like, so what do you guys think about blowjobs? And you're yeah. like, what? Why did you guys want to wear these outfits? Although Candace did look drop-dead gorgeous. She looks so. amazing. Her ass is amazing. Unreal. It's yeah. Maybe the only nice thing I have to say about her. <laughs> Like, yep yep um but yeah no it was real good it's hard to get your ass to be like you know round like that there is something so hypocritical to of her telling ashley that ashley's statement 
against her is like these really, really damning words. And that it's like the end of her life when like, I guarantee this statement while certainly more legitimate because it's legal is nowhere near as offensive as every single tweet that Ashley has yeah. ever received from Candace. Like yeah. Candace has said the most horrible things in a very public forum. So if you're going to be like, and Ashley says that Ashley's like, Honestly, man, they're just words, and it's not even about you. It's about Monique. She was like, just words. These ru- words are ruining my life. And I wanted to be like, bitch, go look at your Twitter. You are cruel. And, I mean, look, I haven't read Ashley's statement, but I would imagine if it's being submitted in a court proceeding, it's not emotional, and it's just like a statement of factual events. And so yeah. it's going to be even less hurtful than, like, the shit that you made up when you tweeted when she was giving birth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I (laughs) did have a good chuckle at Candace saying, like, I guess Ashley talked about she got fingered at some DJ concert or something. And Candace was like, what's happening at these EDM festivals? And I'm like, "Um, everyone's on Molly. Like, what are you talking about? What's happening? (laughs) Yeah. What are you? What are you you really asking? What's happening? It's drugs. What do you mean? (laughs) Not a mystery. Like, people are horny because they're rolling. Yeah. So what do you what do you mean? What do we mean? Like, you are such a. Loser, Candace. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of, I went to, I have to admit, and I <laughs> I went to the embellishment website to buy you a hat. And there, <laughs> first of all, what I will say, I didn't know this. They don't talk about it on the show. They're lined with silk inside. Ooh. So that seems cool. That seems like good for your hair. Um, but they all are as weird and tacky and crazy patterns as they appear to be on the show. This is Robin's hat website. But I was like, how funny would it be if I got Alyssa one of these really fucking weird hats? They are all sold out. What? Like her website is completely sold out, which I don't know if that's like fake. Like if that's just like a Kylie Cosmetics bullshit where they pretend that something's sold out sometimes to make it look popular. But they're all sold out. And then she also has like T-shirts on the website that just say stuff like hood and like dope. And oh, those no. are also $30 and they're also sold out. <laughs> so good for Robin. I bet she if, she, if it's real, then she's like paying off the IRS yeah. rather quickly. Uh, and that drama of asking all of the women to take pictures and then just not including Karen's photo is so savage because first of all, all of the pictures looked pretty janky. They looked like pretty elementary and the hats are bad, but Karen's pictures were fine. In fact, might've advertised the hat even better. Like the pose where she's looking down. I was like, that's a great picture of a hat. Yeah. Like people are not buying these hats because they're good hats. They're buying them because of the housewives. And they're like funny gag gifts. And frankly, I would just like to say we've come a long way from, you know, Ramona refusing to be in Luann's like first music video back in the day because she didn't want her to profit off of her likeness for free, which I was like, okay, kind of understandable. And the fact that Robin is like, oh, no, I'm going to edit out one of the people that has a fan base, I think is like quite a misstep as a businesswoman. Yeah. I feel like she always takes two steps forward and one step back in general. <laughs> like I feel like that's Robin's sort of MO. I also want to um, say, like, while we're on the subject of shopping, um, yeah. I have a long time ago, I was going to buy a Pratt Daddy Spencer Pratt Crystal's oh my God. <laughs> sweatshirt. And yeah. people, it was like $60, and some of my friends were like, don't do that to yourself. 
and I it has stuck with me for so long that I desperately want something that says Pratt Daddy on it. And they had masks at the beginning of the pandemic and all this stuff. And yes. so I thought, surely for Black Friday, they're going to re-up these Pratt Daddy merch, like, T-shirts and masks and things with hummingbirds on them. And all they have now are just tie-dye sweatsuits that don't even say Pratt Daddy on them. And I'm so upset about it. Cool. <laughs> that's awful. That sucks. That's all oh, I wanted I was hoping for, for a Friday. happy ending. Yeah, that sucks. You're also uh, such a good friend because weeks ago out of the blue, I texted Alyssa like, listen, our faux leather <laughs> leggings actually in and would I look cute in them should I order them because I have been thinking about them a lot because Alyssa knows what is up she knows fashion and coolness and sometimes I don't feel that I do but I've seen them so much and Instagram started brainwashing me and you were like yeah they're cool go for it do it and I didn't bite the bullet yet and then you sent me a link yesterday of the the perfect Spanx faux leather leggings are on sale yes (laughs) you were like look here they are yeah a good deal is important the part of me that likes to organize like how to do Disneyland in the least amount of time possible with the most rides is the same part of me that loves just finding deals on Black Friday and buying shit that I don't even need that I end up returning but the thrill of the deal like I will shop for someone else I just love being like yeah you got $30 off of that bitch like it's awesome anyway yeah we've got a lot of shopping to do today i have to do like all of my holiday shopping today online which will be fun to just sit and putz around but no fucking embellishment hats and no pratt daddy merch what the fuck are we gonna do so stupid um karen's retired from blowjobs (laughs) (laughs) it's i honestly though like i wish she did it in a more um I don't know, a less sad way, because on principle, I am not mad at a woman saying I'm done with blowjobs. I think I think to shame her for not giving blowjobs is wrong. I do think if it's just like a she's slowly giving up on them because there's like real problems in the foundation of her marriage and like intimacy issues. And that's sad. And it's like, girl, let's work out. Let's figure it out. Like, where is this coming from? But could you imagine if she was just like, you know what? I don't give blowjobs anymore. I don't fucking like them and I'm not going to do it. Well, I'm figuring out other ways to pleasure my husband and vice versa, but I'm over it. I've retired my mouth. I would love that. Am I crazy? (laughs) No, I agree with you. And I I do think like I think it's kind of both. I think she's like not ashamed of herself, but also there are a lot of problems that we've seen in her marriage and she likes to pretend like they're like nothing bad is happening. But Mm -hmm. hey, I mean they've been married for so long. If she's just like I just straight up don't like doing this, (laughs) that's fine with me. And then of course Giselle has to chime in and be like Oh, I'm a big proponent uh, of if you're not sucking his dick, someone else is. I'm like, oh, really? Did you did you learn that through your ex-husband impregnating people while you were married to him? Like, because, yeah. like, no shit, Giselle. Also, like, maybe you should, it, under that logic, I guess, like, you weren't blowing him enough. Like, I just hate this shit exactly. that's, like, woman She's blaming very, mm-hmm. when, you're, when your husband cheats on you. It's like, you could be, like, the biggest nymphomaniac ever and people might still cheat on you. It has nothing to yeah. do with that. Yeah. It's, uh, she could be so, but what's funny about Giselle is that there is always this, like, just, little spread of cluelessness when she has those moments of being super super uh contradictory or hypocritical and like (laughs) she's not doing it in the most like intentionally cruel way she's just like not thinking it all the way through she's just rather she's here to say something sassy about karen and it's like not even really thinking about herself and you're like girl just if you thought for two more seconds about what you were about to say wouldn't you realize everything that we just told you i think so i think so yeah for sure 
Uh, yeah, poor Karen. Um, oh my God, did you see after on Watch What Happens Live this week, they did a Friendsgiving episode and Andy Cohen made a table flipping reference. Oh, he basically advertised our podcast on Bravo, you guys. <laughs> I squealed. I'm going to put it on the Instagram, but it's so cute. He like introduces Teresa Judice and is like, be careful, she might flip a table. And I was like, oh my God. That's, that's us. Really that's yes. our queen. That's our queen. That's our podcast patron saint. Um, mm -hmm. We worship her. It's problematic mm -hmm. sometimes. But what kind of God is not problematic? You know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. By the way, she was on Watch What Happens Live. They always ask people this question. And they said, would you rather give up cheese or oral sex? And she said oral sex. And I'm like, she keeps it real. <laughs> wow. What a great question. They always ask that. Give yeah. up cheese or oral sex. I've seen them ask like quite wow. a few people that. And everyone who's like trying to be sexy is always like, um, obviously cheese. And I'm like, nobody's giving up cheese. There's other things <laughs> you can do. Come on. Like cheese is cheese. <laughs> nobody's giving up cheese. Uh, the Toms were in it together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are they were are they like potting together? I'm like kind of imagining them quarantining just the two of them after I saw that <laughs> shot. I was like, are they just living together now? I think at this point they've all I mean, they all live within walking distance of each other and they all think that they're in the bubble together. Like I am so interested. Like we have no idea what the shooting schedule is. And three of the current cast members and then plus Stassi because she was fired would be four of them are pregnant and so yeah. i'm like are they not filming because of covid because of pregnancy stuff like i would like to see them being pregnant i, I don't know of course i do too but i wonder you know they've gotten a lot of obstacles thrown at them with the firings and then covid and like trying and like there's just ship with like lisa vanderpump yeah. so i wonder if they're just still uh haven't decided on what the next move even is because like why start shooting probably a very expensive show and if the other cast members now that Stasi and Kristen and the two dingus boys are gone uh if they're asking for raises yeah that makes sense also I would imagine they're probably like this show isn't as good if people aren't drinking alcohol you know oh wow so if they're yeah. pregnant they're not drinking I'm also scared to see I've talked to my grandma about this because she's a big Vanderpump fan. I'm like kind of nervous to see Jackson Brittany's pregnancy story because I'm so fearful that he's going to be mean to her and it's going to be make me so much more uncomfortable than usual because the stakes are so much higher now that she's pregnant because they yeah. got in so many heartbreaking fights last season when they were just getting married and now the idea of like her crying over him and being like I just don't know what to do while also pregnant is too much for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay that's fair I, that makes sense to me but i want to see everybody i do want to see uh, all the all of the babies and all of these like weird baby showers that they're doing yeah it's uh it's like well and also we've like grown up with these people yeah you know so it does feel like we want to be in this next part of their their chapters and whatnot i'm sure they'll probably sprinkle in like some home footage from this time maybe that's yeah. the best of both worlds could we talk about how lala being pretty pregnant is like me on my best day i know right <laughs> it's like her and emily Rajakowski, like oh we wore a crop top with our like pregnant bellies and i'm like oh man yeah. my belly's even bigger than that and i'm not yeah. pregnant at all I, I literally was like am i pregnant i'm looking at these like naked photos that lala is posting of herself and i'm like am i this is bananas to me that she's still so so gorgeous and somehow very like slim looking 
Yeah, it's also, uh, it's problematic. By the way, I posted a screenshot of this on our Instagram, but Rand, the fucking WGA, sent out an email to every single writer in the guild in Hollywood saying you're literally not allowed to work with Rand's production company because he owes hundreds of thousands of dollars to writers. And let me tell you, like, just like a little, a little, like, inside information. Having a court actually mandate that you owe multiple writers a ton of money is a very hard thing to accomplish because there's so much, like, understood free writing that people do in this industry. It's just, like, part of the process. So you really have to, like take the money and run to get you someone to, to be like up in no, a big way you actually like all owe yeah this. all writers are very underpaid and everybody owes someone something in this town so to get to that level of it being that litigious and that public is like whoa you basically you have, have to, to like up far. make the show and like never pay them like that's the level of like fucked up you have to be and so i'm very like i fingers crossed hope lala does not have a joint account with this man <laughs> like please save your money for your <laughs> child your money girl yeah have i mentioned mentioned before I think I've told you this like personally but not on the pod Jordan Van Dyna our guest for our 90 day fiance episode who uh is a friend of the pod he just is a writer and he just had a movie come out on Hulu called The Binge he loves like a good running bit and he loves making fun of bad movies and he is obsessed with that John Travolta movie that Rand produced Gotti yeah yeah remember and it was like infamous it has like a zero percent on rotten tomatoes it's like super infamous (laughs) jordan was buying himself so many copies of it because he wanted to create a library in his office (laughs) where it's just like bookshelves upon bookshelves of like gaudy dvds that he ended up amazon and like different sellers online told him that he's banned from buying any future dvds of gaudy because they were convinced he was buying them and then selling them because he ordered so many oh my god wow (laughs) i'll ask him for a picture of it it's insane so i you know i don't worry for rand because i know he's got a lot of jordan van dyne's money That is so crazy to me. That's really funny. It's such a funny bit. I was like, how many can you get? And he's like, you don't even know. So <laughs> I'll ask him for a picture that we can post. Of some he's of like, copies. I'm just like wholesale buying them out of their like, you know, whatever materials at this point. Like they're happy yeah. to be reimbursed. That's yeah. so sad. Wow. It makes me want to watch the movie, too. I should like have that on while I'm uh, I'm online shopping today. Well, Lala said it didn't do well because people don't like mob movies. So obviously that's like so reasonable. And like I've never seen a mob movie that anyone likes and that has ever won any awards. No one so likes yeah. Mob movies. I get that's it. so good. Oh my god. I've never heard that before. Nobody likes mob she movies. She said that with the most straight face to Lisa Vanderpump, and even Lisa was like, I'm a con artist and this is bullshit. Yeah. Oh yeah, people on the show making fun of it is great. Like it, that's that means it's so bad, you know. Everybody being like, "Well, look at this big movie that Lala had to go to the premiere for," and it was just this awful movie. So the Dancing with the Stars finale was this week, um, and I have to admit that I didn't watch it. I'm saving it, and I want to watch all of the dances. But I do know that Caitlin Bristow won, and I also know that people are very pissed that Catfish Guy, who you and I are not a fan of, Neve Shulman, came in second, and everybody's like, he was robbed. And even though I don't like him, I can't help but wonder if that's sort of true. I He was so fucking good at dancing in the weirdest, weirdest way. And Caitlin was very good, too. But, like, 
He was so good. (laughs) (laughs) That is shocking to me. I Um, know. I know. But that isn't that part of like what Dancing with the Stars should be is like when people are really good and it's like shocking. It's like, but maybe I don't know. This was my first season. So I don't know the rules. I was surprised to see that Caitlin won only because Hannah Brown won last year. And I didn't think that that would be I thought that that would play against her. Um, but I suppose maybe they I just, just want to keep it in the ABC family. They're just like constantly trying to promo The Bachelor, right? So it's ABC. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not, I guess if I was not from an ABC show, I'd be like, well, I'm just not going to win. I don't know. Yeah. But like I said, the video of her boyfriend watching her was so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Is it still Jason from The Bachelor? Yeah. So, yes, Jason. So it's Jason and he's like with a friend in their apartment, I guess, because he's like not there at the stage because uh, they've been like quarantining all of the dancers, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it's him watching it live, but his back is to the TV and Tyra Banks takes like 45 minutes to say who the winner is. She's like, and the winner is and just waits. And he's going, say it, say it, just say it, just say it, just say it. And then they say Caitlin and he freaks out. Aww. I love when people are happy for each other. That's cute. Yeah, it's pretty cute. Well, right. I don't like that guy, so it's hard for me to feel bad for him. But, you know, I, whatever. Come, who yeah. cares? Fucking fight Bachelor Nation. I don't think that's a fight you want to get into. <laughs> <laughs> MTV, okay. Oh, crazy. You're running a show that was relevant like 10 years ago? Good for you. Anyway. <laughs> all right. Well, this has been a sick week. Uh, I feel like we should go do all of our Black Friday shopping. Do you yeah. accidentally buy you buy a lot of stuff for yourself, right? Um, I always end up shopping for myself. Yeah, <laughs> I buy so much stuff for myself and I tell myself like you can always return it and then it's like such a hassle to return stuff, especially like during COVID. I like cannot get together printing and driving to like the post office and all of that kind of stuff. But then I'm like, you know what? It's okay. Credit card debt is credit card debt and you're always going to have some of it. So it's fine. Here's my, that's my financial course. But you so. need this reformation top. You need it. Truly, I only buy reformation during Black Friday because it never goes on sale other than that. But Yeah, that's true. Oh, no, don't tell me that. Now I'm going to go buy stuff from reformation. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I'm going to go have some leftovers and uh, do some Black Friday shopping. But... We'll talk to you guys next week. Next week. All right. Bye. (laughs) Bye.